All right, so it is August 7th of 2016. Joey, this is the episode number 54 of The Chopping Block. Woo. So, a little over a year now. We keep saying this, man. I know. It, it's, still, it's still crazy, man. I'm surprised that we've done this for this long. Um, what have you been up to um, this last week, week and a half? Red Dead, still. Overwatch still playing Rocket League on Overwatch. Lucio Ball, Lucio Ball, which is all that shit is. Um, bacon as I rub my stomach. Um, we can hear that. And after a little interve- intermission, um, yeah, God, that was kind of weird for a second. Um, got weird. It always gets weird. Um, other than that, I haven't really been doing much else. I just got back from the movies actually before I came over here. About like. 15, 20 minutes ago, uh, I saw Lights Out, the that new horror flick. Okay. It's all right. It's not that great. The main uh, the main character, the actress, I think she graduated from the Christian Stewart School of Acting because she has all the personality of a fence post and nothing more. Just that, like, uh, blank face staring. That blank face staring, monotoned you know, delivery, this, like, I'm bored, I just don't want to be here, and I'm just, like, so, like, over this. It was, it wasn't, like, a horrible movie. It wasn't necessarily, like, incredibly scary. The best part about that movie was definitely the uh, apparition, Diana, in the movie, and uh, her movements were just really, really creepy, and it kind of fell apart when they actually showed her because there's spoilers there's a sequence where uh you know uh they are like have this light on her or they get a light that she can kind of be in without disappearing right and uh she uh her makeup effects don't look that great it's just kind of weird like decomposing burning looking flesh whereas her more apparition look that exists in the shadows is more terrifying and the movements like are uh, more janky and kind of kind of rigid stiff you know like you see in most uh, horror films and uh, all that other shit it's it's all right i'd say go rent it i wouldn't say go see in the theaters unless like you have nothing better to do and want to waste like seven bucks for a matinee so but other than that um nothing Nothing. Nothing. Boring ass some bitch. Unfortunately. All right. For all um, of you. Because I, I haven't really done all too much. Was the same. Uh, I've been playing Undead Nightmare, which I remember playing, but I guess I never actually owned and played myself through the whole mm-hmm. thing. So I'm kind of pushing through that. Pretty fun. I, I think it's a nice. It's like. It's a nice add-on, mm-hmm. like, you know, like DLC for a game yeah. where it just kind of changes the mechanics of everything and it uses those existing assets in a good way and tons of fun. Yeah. Um, I killed a Bigfoot, which was uh, pretty fun. Other than that, uh, we're playing Overwatch, Little Battlefront. Um, we, I've been playing Overcooked. Oh. Which you got to play a little bit of yesterday. Fuck that game. Holy shit. <laughs> that might be one of the best couch co-op games I've played in a good long while. Yeah, it is, but man, did everyone hate each other afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like this like lack of coordination. 
that makes things just uh, crazy chaotic the whole time and everyone's just mad at each other like what are you doing why are you cutting this up when we don't need this and like you know there's just this insane <laughs> there's crazy. so much going on on the screen in that game it's like hard to keep track of what's even happening and then if one thing goes wrong everything else yeah it just kind of has this weird cascading effect of uh, fucking things up but that being said it is a shitload of fun. It is. It was pretty fun. Um, they, they put you in some weird situations where you're sliding around on ice, or you're having to deal with like space burritos, or like you know, space burritos are best burritos. You're in like the pits of hell, like running around trying not to get hit by fireballs. <laughs> It's fun, and I think it's like it's like uh, cooking and time travel. It's like the yeah, best game ever. It's like uh, fifteen dollars or so, something like that. Um, if you're looking for a good, I honestly good, might end like up you know couch now. co-op game. That's the way to go. Um, not too great single player. That's the one downside. Is it only couch co-op, or can you play online? It's couch co-op only. No online play. Oh, um, but I think that's probably for the best. I mean, part of that chaoticness comes in sitting next to the couch of someone and being like, what the fuck are you doing? We need more onions. Why are you chopping up? Oh, tomatoes? you mean like last night when everyone started yeah. yelling at each other? Yeah. So the I insults start flying. Yeah. I think, I think part of that fun is, um, that chaos of being in the same room with someone who is not doing their job. Yeah. <laughs> so overcooked, awesome little indie game. Uh, like I said, one of the best uh, couch co-op games I've played in a good long while. Other than that, um, I don't think I've really watched any movies. Yeah. Um, TV, I guess I've been watching some Bojack yeah. Horseman. I'm on the last episode of season three right now. And you, we were the only reason I bring this up because you brought it up yesterday that you'd never watched it before. Mm-hmm. Um, that show is a hard. You should watch it. <laughs> it's not, in my opinion, it's not like this amazingly like crazy, progressive, hilarious show. Mm-hmm. But it's not a slog fest. It's 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 somewhere right in the middle where it's like this is. Didn't definitely you, worth watching. Did you describe it as perfectly mediocre? Yes. Yeah. Like, like it's just like it's it's good. There's a lot of like those little gags that they'll throw in there. They love to play with that whole animals and people in the like same same universe same universe whatever. thing. Um, so you get a lot of like punny jokes out of that. Um, it's good though. Worth checking out. So you should watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been meaning to ask you. And this will go absolutely nowhere if you haven't. But did you watch any of Stranger no, Things? I haven't yet. You need to do that okay, by you know, next week. This is your homework. And let it go on the internet forever now. I still haven't watched Pee-wee's Big Vacation. I still haven't watched Deathgasm. I still haven't watched fucking Stranger Things. I haven't gotten to any of it yet because when I get home, I immediately fall asleep after work. Don't fall asleep. Watch one episode of the show. That's what you need to do by the time we come back next week. It has been decided. I hate you. Um, let's let's hop right in, man. Um, gaming news. We don't really have a whole lot this week. Fucking homework. A couple things, uh, you know. Bullshit. 
Okay. So a couple things going on. Um, we we're talking about Overwatch. We talked about Lucio Ball. Uh, Overwatch is having their uh, summer games in celebration. I'm sure of the Olympics. Um, the the summer games are going from except for those other summer games that happen that are not the Olympics. You know what we're talking about. No. <laughs> um, so it goes from August second to August twenty third. Yeah. So you got about like two more weeks, I believe, of it. It's pretty fun. They added a whole bunch of skins, a uh, whole but bunch of emotes and stuff. Yeah, you can't purchase them, which is very, which is making a lot of people upset. Yeah, um, you can only get them through random loot boxes. Yeah, and even then, too, you're so susceptible to getting uh, uh, fucking normal uh, stuff that you duplicates. Would, yeah, um, which just results in you getting more currency, which means you still can't buy shit with that currency. Right. I uh, mean, you can buy sucks. normal like legendary stuff and stuff like that, but you can't buy any of the summer game stuff. Uh, each loot box guarantees you at least one summer games thing, but that can be uh, that can be one of those cool legendary skins, or it can be like a, a spray line. or a voice line. You know, so it's just. Well, I, I do admit the Roadhog spray I got was pretty fucking awesome, though. Is it the the, the one where he's one. in a speedo and yeah. he's diving, belly flopping? I like that one a lot, actually. So I don't know. This made uh, some people mad. Um, Blizzard kind of came out and was like, "Yeah, we we want this stuff to be like exclusive. So if you don't get it, like tough shit, pretty much." Because some people were upset saying that, like, you know, you're kind of putting the stuff behind, like, a paywall of sorts. They're like, yeah, you know, that's what we we want to make it exclusive, where if you get one, you kind of, like, treasure it. And it's not just something that everybody can get. Sure. Which I understand, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's just, I mean, like, if it's a, a limited time thing and you're just going to make it just as fucking impossible to get the stuff you do want for your character, whatever character you play the most, it's like, why even fucking bother with this shit, dude? Just, I don't know. Either you have, like, those loot boxes only contain, like, only, uh, like, summer game stuff, like, by playing the summer game modes, like the Lucio yeah. Ball shit, and then you get regular loot boxes for playing... Uh, uh, like normal, quick normal, play stuff. normal competitive play, or you know, quick play, or whatever the fuck. That is, in my mind, that seems better because then you get to pick and choose. Because if you don't want to fucking waste your time trying to get like all this, you know, summer games bullshit, then you can just play what you want to play, and yeah. then you can play the brawl if you want to get summer game shit. But it's like pick and choose, guys. You can't have, you can't mix them both and expect everyone to be happy about it. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um I think it's a good thing that they're like, okay, well, you're going to get at least one Summer Games thing, but it's kind of shitty that that thing can be something worthless that you're never going to use, like Genji saying, conquer this. Like, you know, like it just, it's a little upsetting, but I'm still going to keep playing because I kind of want that McCree America skin. (laughs) (laughs) Pure America. Um, uh, the, other, uh, the other thing they said that um, if this summer games is successful, it's something that they might bring back every year around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've seen, all the reaction towards the the summer game stuff overall has been pretty positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a good chance where if you if you missed your thing this year, maybe next year around this time. Um, you know, you might be able to uh, pick that up again. 
Um, another over another Overwatch news. Um, the season is ending in like two weeks. They've announced the uh, amount of uh, those uh, purple competitive play tokens you get when you win a match mm-hmm. that you can use to buy the golden guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put out the ranking list of wherever you fall in that ranking, you're going to get X amount of uh, competitive yeah. play tokens. Um, I think if you're in the like top cut of like 90 and up, you get like 300. If you landed somewhere in the middle, you can get anywhere from like 50 to like 120, I think, just depending on where on that, uh, we're on the scale you land. Yeah. I think that's right about where we're at. We're probably right. at the lower end of that. Yeah, like where I think we're about like 54, 55. Yeah. Haven't played in a while. Yeah, I didn't really play too much. Like, I, I don't know. There's like a certain, um, negative aspect that comes out of playing competitively mm-hmm. like matches are a lot longer it's more stressful yeah like super stressful and if you're only like if you're like us and you really only have one other person to play with online there's no fucking reason to play competitive yeah it just uh you know when you're competing against six people who are all on a team and you have three groups of two or one group of two and four like random people on a group you guys are not going to stand a chance Mm -hmm. like there's there's a certain uh team meshing and you know i guess he like just how good you are just depends on how well you communicate and play with those people you already play with yeah and if you play with a certain group you know how certain people play and it i don't know So the season will be ending in like two weeks. Um, I think they take about a month off and then they're going to go back into season two. Uh, and that's where they're going to start getting rid of some of the stuff like uh, the overtime stuff um, mm-hmm. or the sudden death stuff where it, uh, you know, there's that coin flip or whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on. Uh, no more Overwatch news. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you played this game. Uh, Inside just came out a couple weeks ago on Xbox and I've PC. I've heard of it, and I've been seeing some uh, gameplay of it um, on YouTube. Yeah. And it looks really cool. Very Limbo-esque. I'm not sure it's, it's the same company that made it. It's the same creators who made Limbo. Um, this is their next game. Uh, I played it. It, it. It's a lot like Limbo. That being said, uh, visually it's stunning. It's Hers more really or less like a walking simulator with some puzzles. Mm-hmm. So if you're okay with that and having like an experience, then the game might be for you. If you want something a little more action oriented, well, it might not be the game for you. Uh, that being said, I played it and enjoyed it. So. Um, but anyways, it was uh, exclusive to the Xbox One and PC, and it will be coming out on PS4 on the 23rd, so in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inside will be out on the PS4. kind of sucks that there's this like kind of long gap, because I guess some of the things that make the game special, you kind of want to go into that game knowing as little about it as possible yeah. to get the full effect of it. Um, and it coming out maybe like almost a month later a lot of that has kind of been spoiled for a lot of people who haven't played it yet so that sucks but getting to play it 
totally worth it. Yeah. I think it's like fifteen twenty dollars. Mm. Uh, it's one of those games where it's like two or three hours long, depending yeah. on like how much you're looking for secrets and how quickly you rush through it. That's a, it's that's one of those games where for, you're kind of better off just making an evening of it, mm-hmm. just playing through the whole thing. I think it adds a lot more to it that way as opposed to if you like split it up somewhere yeah. in the middle. Inside coming out two weeks. Uh, pick it up because obviously it's developers doing great things and we got to support them, right? Yeah. Um, in Nintendo NX news, because mm-hmm. more stuff has been more or less uh, been getting put out there. Uh, there's uh, some people who leaked some information about this NX. Um, they've said that there's going to be a new Zelda game, which we knew, yeah. right? Like, they've been <laughs> shocker, right? There's going to be a new Zelda game, uh, a new Mario game, and a new Pokemon game, all being released on the Nintendo NX within the first six months of release. Okay, three big hitters within six months. That's how you sell a console at launch. It seems like for a while Nintendo didn't think that. Mario or Zelda were like, you know, triple A titles or anything like that for a bit. And I think this is probably going to turn it around for them into just them realizing that, yeah, it, th- these games are what people want to play, especially when they buy a Nintendo system. Right. They don't want to play like third party games because we can get third party games on wherever, wherever, dude, like on PC, your, your Xbox, your PS4. For. I mean, that, that's what those systems were made for. The Nintendo has just something that you know no one else has. It's and like that's Disney, their IP, you know. Right. Yeah, it's like their their IPs. And it seems like I think as soon as like Nintendo really embraces that in this new generation, they just kind of keep thinking in that aspect. People are still going to want to play and, these games. And there is something special about. Um, about having to wait a good little while between these titles. Um, that being said, I mean, you put out a whole console and you didn't put out a new Zelda game on it mm-hmm. until you're going to release a new console, right? Because this new Zelda is going to be on uh, Wii U and NX. Um, if you're waiting all the way until the new console comes out to put out a new Zelda on the current console. Mm. That seems like it's waiting a little bit too long. Um, and with a Mario game, I mean, we haven't had a 3D Mario game in a while. Since Technically, at a Mario Maker, I guess. That's uh, that, that's not a 3D Mario game though. I'm thinking more on the extent of like Mario Galaxy. Oh, okay. Or uh, Mario 64. That kind of like uh, 3D action platformer kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So we haven't had one of those in, you know, quite a while. So hopefully that's what we're getting on the NX that first year. Uh, I think the new Pokemon game thing is interesting. I'm curious to see what that is, because this might lend lend more credence to the whole NX being a mobile kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, In that same thing that released the information about the games, he also said that... uh, um, they also confirmed that the strength of the uh, or the power of the NX is going to be somewhere between a PS3 and a PS4, yeah. which we kind of already have the idea of. And they said that they're more than targeting 
uh, current like Xbox One and PS4 owners, they're targeting more so like the smartphone uh, smartphone market, going after them and getting them to upgrade to a console, to like an NX style thing, as opposed to chasing after the xbox one and ps4 audience which makes sense yeah it makes sense but i think people have tried to do that with like and does he remember the ouya nobody remembers the ouya yeah that's true but i don't think that they were two separate beasts i know but still i mean that was like the first attempt in trying to get you know uh, people who probably just play you know fucking angry birds or Fruit Ninja at the time, you know, on their phones. Right. Uh, but trying to get that over to, you know, a little console on plugged into your TV, it didn't work before. And who knows if it's going to work this time. But the track record for it is not good or extensive enough to really make I mean, the a one problem, on it. The one thing I would say against that is this is Nintendo. This isn't some brand new fresh console that's never existed before that's true nintendo has name recognition across anything because i don't know about your parents but when my parents talk about me playing video games i can tell them xbox this playstation 4 that but they'll just be like oh nintendo 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 is that blanket term for my parents that means all video games ever so uh, my parents grew up with atari <laughs> I think my parents are older than your parents, but you, you know that's what. But yeah, I, I I get what you're going after. They're just like that name recognition where if someone sees something that says Nintendo, they're gonna know what it is. If someone saw something named Ouya, uh, unless they already know what that is, they're not gonna have any idea. Mm-hmm. Um. So moving on, last bit of uh, gaming news I've got. Um, have you heard about a little game, Joey, called uh, No Man's Sky? No, I, I, I might have heard something about Over it. Over the know? last, like, three or four years yeah. that they've been fighting. I mean, like, it's like that little indie game, you know, where you kind of, you know, go around from planet to planet for an infinite number of galaxies. Like and a then... number of quintillion planets and... Yeah, that that little game. I think I heard of that little game. Yeah. Anyway, so, so like we're over like a million hours of gameplay. People yeah. are are pegging it as the only game you'll ever need to buy ever. Yeah, Destiny was that too, but yeah. whatever. Um, so we're on the eve of No Man's Sky's launch. No Man's Sky will come out. Uh, oh, is it finally actually coming out? Wednesday, I think. Tuesday. So it shows might be Tuesday. Um. Anyways. Uh, so there have been a couple leaked copies that got out. Uh, one dude who had, was like posting videos of it on uh, Daily Motion. He's been found dead in his apartment. I don't know about that, but his, <laughs> if he has a wife, maybe that wife killed him because he spent a thousand. Or I guess I can just say essentially thirteen hundred dollars on an early copy of No Man's Sky. I said, babe, no, you don't understand. Like, I got, I'm like the first guy to play this new game. <laughs> like, Toad's I first can, dude. I can name all of the planets dick butt if I wanted to. <laughs> Which he should. He should just use this opportunity to start naming shit. Like, some horrible. I Any, want horrible names. Anyways, so he bought the sleek copy. He uh, posted videos of it. And then he felt bad about posting the videos of it. And... Uh, he estimated the game is about, give or take, 30 hours long. 
Is that just like the story missions and shit? Like he said it took him 30 hours to get to the center of the universe, which is the whole thing you're trying to do in No Man's Sky is get to the center of the universe. So he said it took him about 30 hours to get to the center of the universe. Not bad. 30 hours that is a solid chunk of game. Hefty, hefty game. Um, a lot of people were surprised by this and unhappy by it because, like I said, No Man's Sky is kind of being pegged as that game that you will be able to play forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so people were outraged. And I say people by that, like, vocal minority on Twitter and Reddit that got very mad about this. Yeah, but, that, that's all the people that ever get mad about stuff. Right, so so they kind of got mad that it's only 30 hours long. I'm like, that's that's not bad. If you're paying $60 for it, you're paying what, $2 an hour mm-hmm. to be entertained for 30 hours? That's labor. Conservatively, you know, like that's... And that's not even considering, like, the other, you know, mass expanses of the universe that you right. want to explore afterwards. I mean, it's, I'm... At least the way the game is being built and the game is being made, they want you to go outside of the beaten path. Right. And they want you to branch off into other parts of the universe it's as you're making about, your center yeah. to the universe. Yeah, it's not all about solely heading from point A to point B being the center of the universe. It's kind of like a weird zigzag pattern and take where things I'm take. I'm pretty sure that's what the guy did, too. He just beelined it. Right. And that's, so that's what he said. And it took him about 30 hours. Um... So, the main developer, Sean Murray, I believe is his name, uh, came out last week, sometime earlier in the week, and they were, and he said that there's a day one patch that will be mm-hmm. out, uh, I believe, today for reviewers. Uh, it's going to add some new features in there. Combat's going to be a little different, and uh, a couple other things. Um, he also, they're also going to wipe the galaxy, mm-hmm. so anything that was named anything will reset back to zero. Mm-hmm. And they recommend that anybody who has gotten their hands on a early copy of No Man's Sky delete their save and start over again, mm-hmm. because the game will continue to function uh, as before. But if you don't start a new game with the update, you're going to miss out on a lot of those uh, new functions that they've added in mm-hmm. uh, with this. Uh, uh, update he also said that the uh, and I'm air quoting right now exploit that was used to uh, get to the center of the universe in 30 hours has been fixed Okay, pretty much reassuring people that don't worry guys this game is more than 30 hours long which to me is makes it a little more daunting mm-hmm. you know I don't know if I have fucking 30 hours to spend I don't have two hours to spend, you know, running around procedurally generated planets looking for rocks, <laughs> you know. Um, so for me, maybe it's a uh, it's actually a little uh, more daunting now. Um, but I mean, I, it, it's comforting. I guess people are excited that these people aren't going to get an early advantage or anything. Mm. Um, so don't worry. You'll still be able to name all your planets Harambe <laughs> and, <laughs> and Dick yeah. Butt. Yeah. Planet Dick Butt. I live on Planet Dick Butt. Yeah. Um, so don't worry. No Man's Sky is still going to be fine when you get to play it on 
um, Tuesday. If you're on PC, it'll be on Friday because they pushed the PC version a little further back. And still no word on an Xbox One version, but eh, rumors still out there that it might be coming at some point. You know it's going to come at some point. Yeah. I mean, it'd be stupid if it didn't. Right. AAA title not being on like every console you could possibly get on, that's just ridiculous. And even I don't even know if I would call it a AAA title. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially what it is. If it's this ambitious... And yeah. people are this hyped over it, you know, really, and it's supposed to get like, you know, dual console releases. It's, it's I think this is time. what uh, people call, because uh, this is an indie company that's doing this triple uh, I, where <laughs> it's like, you know, uh, a big, ambitious uh, indie game that is people are very hyped over. So. Hmm. Never heard of that before. Yeah. Sounds stupid. Yeah, pretty dumb. Uh, Let's take a quick break here, Joey. Uh, We're going to come back and talk about uh, some movie stuff. So let's go and take a quick break, and we will be back, you guys. Block, and we have very little movie news for you because nothing's yep. been happening because one big thing happened and yep. it shut Everything down. down. <laughs> um, so, but we're going to get to that later because that, that's actually kind of a more extensive topic I want to talk on. But um, first things first, a uh, new movie coming out with Andrew Garfield called Hacksaw Ridge, a World War II drama flick. Where Spider-Man he, is going to World War II. Spider-Man time travels back and fights in World War II and, you know, fucking bicycle kicks, grenades back at Nazis. <laughs> it's insane. But um, uh, Hacksaw Ridge is a World War II drama flick starring Andrew Garfield, directed by none of them, but Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, the crazy guy. Crazy dude, anti-Semitic guy. Um, so the the movie in and of itself looks Oscar Beatty, and it has kind of an okay cast. In the preview, all you really see is Andrew Garfield and uh, Vince Vaughn yeah. um, as like the two standouts in the cast. But other than that, like you can't really tell, pick out too many faces. You know, pick out too many faces yeah. in it. So the only really reason I wanted to talk about this was because Mel Gibson is directing it. So well, let's. Uh, so the trailer came out. Let's talk about the trailer real quick. Okay. Um, World War II flick, like you said. Um, what we see, Andrew Garfield's character is um, some country bumpkin dude who is very anti-killing or anti. He's a pacifist, a but he can't help but answer the call and right. you know sign up uh, into I don't know I'm assuming the Marines um, or the some Army. kind of military so he, he joins the military and he uh, is a pacifist so he refuses to carry a gun and you know there's this big hubbubaloo about it uh, in the trailer you know he goes to court he gets court-martialed and then you know he gets his ass beat by his uh, you know by his uh, peers right. because you know they call him a coward for not carrying a gun and he uh, you know fast forward to the end of the trial like you know they allow him it's like you're allowed to walk into the hellfire battle without a firearm without a gun goes into you know, goes into the shit and then he's able to save like an entire platoon of people right or, like you know entire you know company by ba- by bicycle kicking grenades bicycle kicking grenades shooting webs doing hoop to loops <laughs> all that shit but um 
Um, so, like, it's essentially, it's supposed to, I think it's based off a true story, at least that's what the trailer said. You know, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of things are fabricated in it. You know, that's just how movies of go. Course, of course, based on a true story doesn't mean actual following true events. It's just someone heard a story and... It is based off of something that's been documented. Is that dog? Yeah. Is that your dog or is that... I think it's my dog pissing off other dogs. <laughs> and now the whole fucking apartment complex is howling. That's what you get when you live in an apartment complex. That allows animals. But uh, how frustrating. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let's keep going because I don't think that they're going to stop. Hey, they stopped. Um, but anywho. Uh, so, um, and they show him, you know, acts of heroism, blah, 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 blah. He saves a bunch of people. And then that's kind of where it kind of cuts out afterwards. Not really anything, you know, his girlfriend is telling him to make right. sure he come back, you know, typical drama aspect of a, of a war film. But as I said, the main thing about this is that Mel Gibson is directing this and it's not only directing this, but also it's Oscar Beatty flick. Right. And also it has a pretty decent cast with Vince. As I said, the only two standouts really being Vince Vaughn and Andrew Garfield, but Andrew Garfield is kind of a bigger name now. Right. Since you know those shitty Spider-Man movies he was in, and to top it off too, is kind of getting a, I think it's getting a wide release, but also he's acting in another film called The Bloodfather, which is supposed to be a big, uh, a, a big studio movie that's also getting a wide release. Right. So because of his past, which I'm not sure if anyone really remembers, you know, people have short attention spans nowadays. Uh, this is kind of not his swan song, but like his redemption, redemption almost. almost kind of going back into the mainstream in a way. Uh, I'm, I don't really care. Really. Um, he said some shit when he was drunk. I mean, it's whatever. He said some, some pretty mean shit when he was drunk. I mean, it's one of those things where, if you're uh, someone who is in the limelight, who's a famous person, um, you definitely are expected to act a certain way and portray a certain standard, right? Mm-hmm. Because people look up to you. Um, Your entire life is public. Right, exactly. So anything that you do that would be upsetting to, let's say if you did the same thing he did or if I did the same thing he did, Probably wouldn't be that big of a deal because no nobody follows our lives, right? Um, but if you're in the limelight, if you're someone who's famous, that kind of stuff can be career-ending. Very good. And uh, to some extent, it was because the last thing I can really think Mel Gibson doing was Is that very funnily... Uh, the Beaver Ham Puppet. I can't even think of that. The last thing I can think of is Passion of the Christ, and that was years and years and years ago. Yeah. Um, which, like I said, a little ironic that he was kind of anti-Semitic. Makes a movie about a Jew. Right. You know, like, the biggest Jew of them all, Jesus. Yeah. People tend to forget that, but whatever. <laughs> you know? Um, it's... So... As I said, like, you know, I don't really care about it, but I think in this situation is a, are you able to separate the art from the artist? Do you think, so overall, just like, like, I have my set opinion of it and that's pretty much it. Like, I'm able to set the art away from the artist and able to go see this movie. Frankly, I think at this point, um, 
it's been long enough to where people might be willing to give him a second chance without having to do the whole separation thing. Um, because that happened, I can't even remember how long ago it happened. So long ago. But it did happen a good long time ago. So I think we were in high school. Yeah, so, you know, it might, you know, anywhere from like eight to ten years ago, maybe. Um I think it's been long enough to where if he is, I'm sure people have just been thinking when they think about Mel Gibson, oh, he's probably just crazy still. Um, but, you know, by seeing this, this seems pretty well put together. It seems well shot enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, like, Mel Gibson still has a lot of pull in Hollywood. Right. He can still, you know, get funding for whatever he wants to do. I mean, like, the, so the, the last movie I really do remember him in was in the last Expendables movie. Right. Um, that was just so fun and stupid to go watch. But um, he was just kind of... He, brought out the crazy in that movie to like full force and I thought he was actually really really good in that movie right um you know for what it was uh I just I'm not entirely sure how much the public is going to react to this because it seems that I mean like once it's on the internet it's on there forever and I kind of half think that people are not going to let this die but I kind of want to see him come back as a filmmaker because he's actually makes really good movies. Like I said, I don't think it'll be a problem. I think it'll be fine. I think if he starts putting himself in like leading, I don't think he's ever going to be leading man material anymore. No. Um, but if depending on that movie, Bloodfather, how well that one does, maybe, but even then I don't see that one doing too well. I think with him, if he's going to stay behind the camera, mm-hmm. people will be fine because it'll just be, directed by Mel Gibson, not star, starring Mel Gibson. And if he's behind the camera, we don't have to constantly be looking at his face and be reminded. reminded of those things that he that he said, right? And so, even then, too, on top of that, and like this is another reason why I kind of brought it up, too, was that in the preview, it says from the director of Braveheart. It doesn't right. say Mel Gibson. It says the director of Braveheart. So people will probably go, oh, I remember Braveheart. Braveheart was a good movie. Exactly. And then, So they're doing this in a way where it's smart enough to... Uh, like shy Avoid away from it, but, that that yeah. conflict of being like directed by Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think slowly, if he does this over the next like two, three movies, or just says uh, acclaimed director, you know, from the, from the acclaimed director of Braveheart, or mm-hmm. if this uh, Hacksaw Ridge movie does well from the acclaimed director of Hacksaw Ridge, yeah. If we do that for like two movies, two, three movies, people are going to be like, oh, those movies are good. I like that director. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to and then they can be like Mel Gibson kind of more out there. And yeah. I think people are going to be like, we didn't like him, but he did make these two movies that we did like. So let's I guess we'll go see this. I guess. One. Yeah, I guess we'll like him. Yeah, you know, like, I guess we'll like him now. So I don't know that that's the only thing I really wanted to bring up. It just seemed really interesting to me. And actually, if anyone's actually listening to this, I'd like to know your thoughts on it and how you think you would react to maybe a resurgence in Mel Gibson's career purely as a filmmaker. Right. Um, you can always uh, send us an email at in the menus podcast at gmail.com or just leave a comment on the website somewhere and we will get back comment to on it. iTunes too. you know, can you? 
I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I Find out for us, guys. Yeah, I think you can leave a review on iTunes. Leave in the review for iTunes and we'll take a look at it. Maybe. I don't know. Um, um, so moving on from that... Uh, Big, big, big news, which is kind of startling news to me, is uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them hasn't been released yet, but the sequel has already been greenlit, and that seems kind of weird to me. I mean, like, it's Harry Potter is a big property, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is uh, gaining a lot of traction, has a lot of hype around it. But the fact that it hasn't even been released and it's already greenlit. I mean, they do that for. They've done it for the DC movies. They've done it for Star Wars. Star Wars is more of an established franchise, though. So is Harry Potter. But I don't know, man. Like, like Star Wars has left more of a cultural relevancy that has lasted for over forty fucking years. Whereas Harry Potter, you know, has been a series of movies over the last ten years, you know. But it's also kind of book series before and that. like the book series before that. But also, but it's just kind of like this is a whole new entity almost. It's a spinoff. It's I've never heard of a spinoff getting a sequel that quickly before this movie even comes out. I think they know that this will do well and I can assure you when it releases it'll be top of the box office. It'll stay top of the box office for two or three weeks easily. Um I'm pretty sure it's going to be fine. And honestly, the fan base is that rabid that they would keep it at that point. Without a doubt. I mean, did you see even for the script of this new uh, Harry Potter thing that just was released? I mean, people were waiting outside and reviews for that is that it's not even that good. Not a full book, but a fucking rehearsal script that they (laughs) put a hard cover on. And it's old gangbusters. I mean, they know that the fan base is crazy. And those fans, the original fans that are crazy, are at that age where they're having kids and introducing their kids to this thing. Mm -hmm. So, without a doubt, I think that totally makes sense. If anything, that way they can speed up their production schedule Mm -hmm. and have a movie out in a year and a half, two years. To not have to make an audience wait three years or four years before the next movie comes out. Yeah. So apparently this is also just going to be a part of... So I guess uh, J.K. Rowling kind of made this whole Harry Potter thing into a bit of a brand called uh, The Wizarding World, which is supposed to explore other areas of the Harry Potter universe. Right. So there was this two-part play called The Cursed Child that came out. And um, I think the first part came out. I'm not sure about the second part or not. But that's also been doing really good, too. So it's just that... I don't know. Just it, 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 it flabbergasts me that a sequel got greenlit that quickly, and like not even for like a, uh, you know like other movies that do really well. Like you know, green lights for that doesn't really come don't come as quickly as it did for this one. This is like a whole new ground that this is making, and kind of insane. It's kind. Of, don't get me wrong. I totally think it's insane and almost entirely unprecedented, but. It makes sense to me. I get where they're coming from with that because, mm-hmm. like I said, the fans are hungry for more stuff from J.K. Rowling. She's like a god to these people, you know? Um, <laughs> this is disturbing. So, I don't know. It makes sense that this yeah. would be greenlit. We'll see how the actual movie turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think how the bad. first movie turns out will affect if there will be a... This will turn to a trilogy 
or more. It's going to be more than just a trilogy. But they're obviously banging on the success of that first movie. I'm assuming it's testing really well with uh, with audiences so far. Um, because or else I really don't think that they would uh, approve a, a, yeah. a sequel unless that first one was testing Unless well enough they had some well. kind of basis for it but right. I, like, yeah but I don't know they, they don't really they're not really saying that there's a lot of basis for this but you know as it, you know, we'll just have to see how it comes out it's just kind of a f- weird fucked up time we're living in <laughs> I yeah. guess so uh, speaking of weird fucked up times uh, moving on to the last story uh, for movie news um Suicide Squad. Right. Su- uh, Suicide Squad uh, just came out this weekend. Released this Friday, correct? Um, it went through its whole midnight release and then, uh, you know, Thursday midnight release, yeah. uh, Friday opening. Um, and uh, just, okay, so I'm, I'm going to take it off in order. So the reviews came out. Critics' reviews came out. Critics hate this movie. Critics, I don't think they hate it. I think it's twenty seven percent. A lot of them don't like it. No, I think critics more than anything else. When you look at these roundups, they're not like ones and twos out of tens. They're like fives and sixes out of tens, which is, in my opinion, very middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I think they don't like it, but they definitely don't love it. Yeah, you know. So the the, the movie the, the movie's at forty percent. That's a D. Uh, this is on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Um, and uh, so, you know, critics are not really digging this movie. Uh, they're kind of saying, you know, this is just Batman vs Superman again. We're not getting any. They're saying is like a lot of people are saying it's like lacking substance. Right. It's nothing new. New, and I think, and like a lot of people are saying that the, you know. <laughs> That you know these critics are not making up their mind. They don't like Batman vs Superman because there's not enough jokes. But then they don't like Suicide Squad because there's not jokes. I don't really think it's that. I think it's because uh, just, you know Batman vs Superman tried to do the whole dark, edgy, you know, uh, edge lord shit that you know didn't do well because it wasn't written well, right. wasn't edited properly, and then pacing was fucked and you know line and you know the acting was stunted because of you know everything behind the camera and then when you get suicide squad that tries to just insert jokes that fall flat that are not written well yeah they're gonna say look these jokes are not good if if you're gonna do something stick with it well i don't know if you saw this so there was uh some insiders that came out and uh this i think happened uh like right after those critic reviews started coming out um there's some insiders that came out and said that the director was going for a darker, edgier film. Yeah, that's what the research And the producers, when the reviews for Batman vs. Superman came out, freaked the fuck out. And they wanted to completely change it mm-hmm. to that what the trailer kind of gave off the vibe for, like more of a poppy group you know, more fun. Yeah. They wanted to be their guardians. Exactly. So they freaked out. They did the reshoots and there was essentially two cuts of the film. Mm -hmm. The, uh, I, I want to say the director is Ayer. Yeah. David David Ayer. Ayer, Right. Um, for those who don't know, David Ayer did, uh, the most recent film was Fury. Um, and, uh, training day and, uh, end of watch. Right. Uh, 
all very funny movies. Right? All, <laughs> all comedies. Com- like comedic classics. Um, so David Ayer had his original vision for the film that he had put out, and then the producers had made a separate cut that was more in line with um, the trailer with the did. trailer that they had showed. Um, and essentially they came to a compromise and mashed the two together. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're saying that some of it seems, you know, a little, yeah, it's a not little cohesive. Off, right? It's off. I honestly think that if they kept it one way, if they like, for one reason, for some reason, I don't know why they cut the trailer that way to make it seem like there's a lot of fun and jokes going on right. in this movie. If David Ayer, because we all know, anyone who follows David Ayer's career has seen his movie, especially Fury. Um, Fury has some dark comedy bits, but like it was like really dark in the heart of World War II. Right, and that's the one with the uh, with the tank, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the tank uh, commander like, and his uh, his crew and everything that, like broke down or whatever. Yeah, came out a couple years ago. Came out a couple years ago. Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's actually not too bad. I suggest. I highly just going to see especially if you can get it like on Netflix but like you look at his you look at his track record of the movies you just named I mean like Training Day for fuck's sake yeah and they're not comedies Mm -mm. they might have those comedic bits in there that are like okay this is kind of funny but in a weird dark way because this is a very serious situation and the comedy kind of cuts up that serious enough to where takes you out of the seriousness and then drops you right back into yeah. it again to it's, you feel it like holy shit much. it's you like know? like you you get the sense of these people just trying to make the best out of a shitty situation that they're right. thrown in i honestly think that like if the studio kept their grubby little mitts out of that and if maybe david ayer just went like hey look either you either you keep the movie the same or i'm taking my print and walking you know uh you know something along those i'm pretty sure he couldn't really do that but like i'm pretty sure he could have done something to really make them shit themselves and i would go like you know dude i'm walking by you know reshoot the entire movie with a whole new budget and cast i'm done you know or something like that you know or i'm refusing to do this this and this find someone else to do it and then if no one else wants to do it then they're kind of screwed and then they're gonna be they're gonna have a heart attack but I think that if maybe they kept to David Ayer's original vision of the movie I think critics would have gone a lot softer on it and it would probably have been better critically received um, and also uh, probably would have uh, not led to the next part of this news <laughs> um, with Rotten Tomatoes right. uh, really kind of and the dogs just started yeah. getting um, so so the whole point for like me talking about the reviews was Rotten Tomatoes well, let me explain what Rotten Tomatoes is. Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregate. It right. doesn't. It people don't. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't review shit. It takes reviews and puts them all into one little spot with links right. and shit. So you click on the link and it gives you a blurb from from the, the whatever review, review from Variety from, or yeah. the New Yorker, the Chicago Sun Times, whatever the fuck. Um, you know, A.O. Scott says this. You know, Roper says this. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they take all of that and then they give it a number, you know, and then that's the score. 80%, 90%, 10%, 40%, whatever. It just right. gives it a score based off of the reviews that exist. It doesn't actually make reviews. No one works for Rotten Tomatoes and writes shit down. The only people who do that are like people who, like regular assholes with a keyboard who use the site. Right. So, so on Rotten Tomatoes, you can, as a critic, uh, submit your stuff and it pulls those numbers and puts them together mm-hmm. or as a uh, just a normal viewer you can go in and also review exactly. stuff right um, 
So the shenanigans that happened was, is that people got so pissed off at the negative reviews that a lot of a lot of DC fans started an online petition to take down the Rotten Tomatoes website. Which is stupid. That's not going to happen. It's fucking retarded. Like, every sense of the word, fucking retarded. It doesn't make no, 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 no chance <laughs> at all. I it's just don't kind of ridiculous. It's like, how can you, what are you even thinking? <clears throat> like, the, even if you, even if this petition got like a, a billion people to sign it, there's no kind of governing board that's going to be like, okay, well, Ron Tomatoes needs to shut down now. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just... And and it just kind of shows this weird knee-jerk reaction that people are like... It seems like people can't handle it when someone else doesn't like something that they don't like. And the thing is, nothing is keeping them from liking it. You know, just because all these negative reviews, um, I'm actually going to go watch it right after we get out of here. Um, and through the magic of editing, uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to put that, uh, at the end of our episode here. Um, but to future Johnny now, yeah, we can do, yeah, we'll, we'll cut to my review right now and talk about it. All right, guys. So, as promised, I went and watched Suicide Squad. I uh, just got back from watching that. Uh, and overall, I would say it was not as bad as everybody is saying. Um, was it an amazing movie? I don't think so. I don't think it was like this great, big, giant movie. Like, I don't even consider it as great as Guardians of the Galaxy or anything. But it wasn't bad. Uh the beginning part of the movie definitely was uh, different than the last half of the movie. Uh, the beginning part of the movie was kind of a little too much for me. It seemed a little bit too much like they were trying to maybe curb that Batman versus Superman uh, stigma that they've gotten uh, to this point. Um, a lot of pop music going along with the intro of the characters and everything, which is just a bit much. Um, but as the movie progressed a little later on, uh, it wasn't as bad. The last half of the movie uh, seemed to have a little bit of a darker tone behind it, which worked for the film, worked for the characters. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily see where it's getting as much flack uh, as it's getting in other places. Uh, as far as like the Rotten Tomato scores, which we were just talking about, Um I don't think they should be as low as they are. Granted, I don't think this is like an 80-90% um, movie, but it's definitely not a 37, which is what it was at whenever we got uh, when we were recording a little earlier. Uh, I think Harley Quinn was uh, played well. I think Jared Letter wanted, Leto, one of the uh, reasons we were main concerned about even going back whenever they had first released a set photo of him being very concerned about that um there really doesn't seem to be any reason to be concerned there i mean he played a good joker their uh harley quinn joker's relationship was very uh very back and forth in a way that felt real and kind of a dynamic that they would both have uh, joey i think had a problem with 
uh, Deadshot not wearing his mask at all. He does wear it a couple times throughout the movie. Uh, I think it works better without it, to be honest. Uh, Will Smith did a awesome job as Deadshot, in my opinion. Um, he... And Will Smith is just good at being Will Smith, and he kind of does that in this movie, and it works for the role. Um, I think the villain was a little weak, in my opinion, but, uh, you know, it wasn't horrible. Uh, overall, I would say uh, go check it out. It was pretty pretty decent. I'd say it's worth, uh, I don't know, a matinee showing. and I think I paid uh, $7.00 my ticket so definitely worth checking out for that price um will this save dc i don't it's hard to say um it wasn't that breakout hit in my opinion that they wanted it to be especially with the critics painting it as bad as they did but uh, it's not bad maybe it's a good first step for dc to start their uh, movie universe uh, but for now I'm going to throw it back to past Jonathan and Joey and let them finish the rest of the show uh, I'm sure Joey and I will talk about this more a little bit next week but uh, until then I'm going to throw it back to uh, those two idiots that were talking to you earlier whoa so, so go home, future Johnny. You're yeah, drunk. Yeah, Rue really came out of the air there for a second. Like, uh, wow, mic drop. Wow, Johnny, those are definitely some feelings. Like, your opinions suck. <laughs> I hate you and your opinions. They, they're they're going to make me enjoy this movie far less. I want your entire podcast brought down. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is. Just because someone else doesn't like something doesn't mean you can't, nor yeah. does that invalidate their feelings on something just because you like it. I mean, like, or it shouldn't change your opinion on whether you like it if someone doesn't. If anything, that means don't listen to those reviewers and listen to the ones that did like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, it's, it's, it's there. There's several movies that I love that critics don't love. I right. mean, like, the, I mean, like a lot of Kevin Smith movies aren't very critically praised, but I fucking love those movies. Nonetheless, right. I mean, and you know, a lot of Marvel movies are critic are very critically praised, but also like they're okay. But I'm not like super in love with them or anything, right? So, but it's, it's not going to make me not go see the movie if like I disagree with these reviews. Like exactly. reviews, I, I should not judge. You should not evaluate like evaluate what you like based on reviews. I mean, it might be. And it's such a weird middle ground, right? And not even a middle ground. It's a weird situation because people love going and watching movies that generally get good reviews. But at the same time, we say don't listen to movie reviews all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the ways that I determine, oh, I'm going to go watch a movie. What should I watch? Oh, this is getting a lot of good reviews. Let's go watch that, right? Yeah. Um, so it's a weird, like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you yeah. don't. Or um, you can just do what I do, and you just go, like, that movie looks interesting. I'm going to go see that movie. And then you go see the movie. Right. I mean, like, if, if you have if you were an average moviegoer and you know filmmakers and producers and actors a little bit more, then you're probably going to make a more accurate decision on what movie you want to go see. Right. I mean, like, it's pretty easy to go, like, I'm going to go see this new Tarantino movie because it's going to be awesome. Right. I'm going to go see this new Scorsese movie because it's going to be awesome. Because, like, Scorsese and Tarantino put out the hits every 
every time. Yeah, their track record shows enough to yeah. where. Whereas, like the new David Ayer movie, I'll probably go like you know other than Suicide Squad, like say he make an, made another movie, right. I would probably more than likely just be like. Okay, David Ayer has made some pretty decent movies in the past, and like they've been interesting at the very least. So I'll probably take a chance to go see it. And if it's garbage, then it's garbage. If it's not garbage, then it's not garbage. Right. It's just that people need to stop uh, equating what they like to what the mass opinion is. And I think it's kind of this weird generational divide that you and me are at the very edge of. It just seems to be like this new generation of people uh, need to be validated all the time and what they enjoy and what right. they do whereas I think you and me we're kind of at the edge of everyone going like you know what I like what I like if you don't like it you can fucking piss off or right. you can just like but the thing is whatever and we've said this on this podcast before there's reviewers out there that like this movie. Mm-hmm. There's reviewers out there that don't like this movie. Right now, or, those that don't like it are winning out those ones that, that do. do like it. But this is how you weed out who you listen to on the internet. Yeah. Uh, if you agree with this guy that says that well, Suicide Squad is a 90% out of 100, and he also liked Batman versus Superman, and you like both of those movies, maybe listen to his reviews, because his reviews are going to be more in line with what you like. But also, you don't want to make it like a complete like echo chamber hug box, where like that all you're hearing is just your own opinions reverberated back to you. you but need, if you need like, that, then you need alternate feedback also to just like you don't need to just have opinions to validate you. You need to kind of experience that. Oh, people are going to disagree with me every so often. That's I true. Mean, there's going to be need- some like there's some negative aspects to the movie, no doubt. And every time that something goes against something that you like, don't make a petition about yeah. it. That's a little uh, like over the top. You like, don't need that, to. That's being a little bitch. That's being a little bitch, baby. Like, you need to just stop. You need to get off the internet for a couple hours and go outside in the sun. Just go watch the movie. Because, yeah, look, if you want to go watch the movie, like, to be honest, I want to go watch the movie. I'm going to go watch it regardless of whether this thing is getting trashed or not. I mean, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, I believe it's currently standing at a 27% from critics and like a 63 or 65% from the audience member 65 is a lot more realistic of what that movie might be than 27 mm-hmm. i really doubt this thing is a scraping trash yeah. same time that critic score might be a little high you know it might be a lot of people who are super in love with this franchise mm-hmm. or really love certain you know maybe like harley quinn or yeah. like uh the actors in the movie or something mm-hmm. they might you know be more biased to rating it higher yeah i think the the truth probably stands a little closer somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. i don't know well uh, you know, I, I, I have yet to see the movie i know future johnny's already seen the movie yeah. um i have yet to see it i'm not sure when i'm gonna go see it <sighs> Who knows? I'm tired of superhero flicks altogether. I was, I'm like, as I said, you can guys, you guys can go back to last week and just hear me say that, you know, I was rooting for this movie to do well right. in the first place uh, because I want Zack Snyder kicked off the DC universe altogether, you know, because I'm hoping that this shows that, you know, uh, he's the weak link in all this. And this leads me into the next part, the box office. Right. So the box office, it's been, it opened up. At one hundred and forty uh, million this weekend, roundabout. It's hard to say about right without near there having those Sunday numbers come in fully. Um, 
But yeah, I think that's where they're estimating it'll it'll end up. Yeah, domestically, um, it, it was already estimated to you know break a to break a record. It broke uh, like um, the August record, which was held by Guardians, right? Um, which had ninety six million at the time, uh, and also kind of I think a bit of a lower budget like they only had they had a hundred million dollar budget right underneath them and they opened up at 96 and then uh, this Suicide Squad movie uh, had a budget of 175 and it opened up at 140 but internationally it got 130 right uh, 135 million I think um, but here's the kicker to see if it really makes bank for them and like makes it like profitable for them like right now they're probably sitting all right they probably made like budget and a little bit of uh uh their uh advertising back but they're not opening in china china didn't the china censor board said no to Pretty, this and we saw this with uh i don't know what the fuck china is doing but with ghostbusters uh ghostbusters which I don't think we really talked about too much this no. week or last week. Have you week. seen it? No. I, uh, I still have been meeting. Probably, probably going to wait until it comes out on Netflix. Um, that movie was not releasing in China because China has a special rule against uh, essentially the occult and, you know, like <laughs> weird things in their movie like that. So they... They're like, yep, nope, that has ghosts in it. We're not releasing this <laughs> movie in ghosts. China. Pretty much. Um, and he for me. Um, they also have rules against movies that are uh, overall have like a negative outlook on life that are very, uh, that they're not like happy go lucky, happy films. Um, I guess. I don't know. I kind of got like a happy go lucky vibe from Ghostbusters when I saw the trailer. That's not Ghostbusters is what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Ghostbusters was put out because of the occult ghosts. Oh. I'm talking about Suicide Squad. I'm a step Squad. away from you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about Suicide Squad and that's yeah. why they're thinking that Suicide Squad won't be released in China mm-hmm. is because the board reviewed it as being a movie that has a negative outlook on yeah. life and a negative view of a government as well. Yeah. Is so not that's, ha- you know, not that's very- not something that they, they want to show in their country. Uh, and they don't think that this is going to come out because, um, in China, usually about two months before the movie releases, they, they release, put it on a schedule. Yeah, they have a release date for it. Um, they don't have a release date at all for mm-hmm. it yet. So that kind of... It's, it's highly unlikely that yeah. it's going to happen now, uh, and which is a huge market to miss out on, which might it could bite them in the butt, really. Right. It, it, can only, it, it can only really spell like, you know, like if you're missing out on demographic, you're missing out on, you know, potential money. You're, and you're right. missing out on like maybe like, you know... 60 to 100 million dollars from china yeah if you're if you're not selling in that market uh you're only losing money pretty much i mean like you can look back at like a bunch of movies that are not that good that made a bunch of money they're like all the transformers movies made bank over there because people love the weird cgi and the you know big giant robots fight each other uh jurassic park did really well because people like the big cg fucking you know dinosaurs and i i don't think this movie would do essentially great in china i don't think it would sell gangbusters or anything but you're missing out on a market. E- even that small amount of people that yeah. would go watch it is still contributing to your overall uh, earnings for the movie. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they're kind of uh, more or less on their way to making their money back on this thing. Yeah. Um, it's, pr- it's not going to be a movie that 
reaffirms that, oh, man, we can make Marvel money off. Because unfor- right. unfortunately, we have to compare it to Marvel because Marvel's been making bank off of all of their fucking movies. And, and Marvel really is the only other only comic other, yeah. book universe, universe movie series that yeah. we can really kind of get into. But, you know, uh, Marvel's been making bank off of all their properties. And they're probably going to continue to make bank off all their properties until the whole superhero fad fucking goes away and people move on to the next thing. Right. Um, it's just, like... They're not making. They're not making the Marvel money. They they want to. They really want to. But they're like this movie is not going to make that much money. Yeah. For them in that aspect, it's going to make enough money for them to go like, okay, we can probably still go on with this. Right. And right and, now, all all bets are on Justice League. Yeah. Which is a scary bet. It's just weird because we said this before that Batman vs Superman is going to be that deciding factor. And it really wasn't. It was very middle of the road. Uh, Lower end of the road, Critically too. panned, uh, but made its money back, more barely, or less. Barely made its money um, back. Yeah, then after that, we're like, well, Suicide Squad's going to be that thing. Suicide mm-hmm. Squad's going to be that thing that is going to be the make or break for the DC Universe. Mm-hmm. And it looks like we're going to get the same thing. More or less middle of, middle of the road reviews and might make its money back and might make a little bit of a profit, but not enough to, you know, make this a solid bet for Warner Brothers. Pretty much. Um, so now we're on Justice League. And I don't know. I mean, it, they're trying different things, which is fine, right? And they have to because they have to find their, their groove. But... They're they're going about it the entirely wrong way though. It's just that they're they're trying to just like immediately kickstart something that wasn't there. And then whereas Marvel at least, you know, had Iron Man come out first and then like, okay, maybe we can work this in somehow. And if like if Iron Man didn't do well and then like that in that in credit scene with uh with start with uh uh, with uh, Stark and uh, Sam Jackson with Nick Fury would have just gone nowhere. Would have been a throwaway. People would would not have given a fuck after that. Right. You know, same with Incredible Hulk. No one would have given a fuck if that movie didn't do too well after that because they were building off of nothing. Right. Whereas Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, DC is trying to build off of something that Marvel has made, but also just trying to get it right out there from the get go, right. fully formed and you know a and you know wrapped up in a nice little package, fully formed idea. But man, they they're, and that's the thing. It's like Marvel. I think they understood that there might be growing pains. Then mm-hmm. you know, and there was definite growing pains. Like, look at like those first tier superhero movies, like Daredevil, uh, Ghost Rider. Oh my God, Ghost Rider. Ugh. Nicholas Cage, dude. I love Ghost Rider. I want like I want. I kind of want a new Ghost Rider movie with the way they're doing new Marvel movies. Do you hear that now? Ghost Rider is going to be in Agents of Shield? This new season of Agents of Shield. Is he? Yeah, I might actually watch it um, because I love Ghost Rider so much. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you, you know Daredevil. Uh, uh, Ghost Rider, yet uh, the original Hulk movie still yeah. out there. Um, the Ang Lee Hulk movie, yeah. Um, and then you know you have uh, the first three Spider-Man films. 
Um, and you know, uh, they all, they all ended up going to the wayside because right. Marvel didn't have couldn't find a footing beforehand, but they had enough leeway to where they didn't have a market to try and break into that right. already exists. They were trying to make their they market. They made the market at right. one point, you know. Uh, and DC's trying to get in on this action. It's just that they dragged their feet for way too long. They should have really around the time that Iron Man, Iron Man Two came out. That's when they should have started going like, okay, let's put some shit yeah. into production and the worst and start part? trying and grow alongside as opposed to waiting until Marvel's up top and we're trying to start and be equal with them. Yeah, it's exactly. like, no, if you guys were started at the bottom, you guys would probably be at the top. Yeah. At about the same right now. But because you guys waited a little too long, there's that big disparity and now you're time. definitely going to be judged against Marvel. And and that and that's where this whole you know, uh, you know uh, box office really comes into play is because they, is like they want, as I said, they want to make that Marvel money, but they're not able to make that right. Marvel money. So because they're not able to get that much money from the get go, they they can immediately go like, oh man, we barely made our money back again. This is a failure. We're going to scrap the entire universe. And one more like pitiful performance like that, like if Justice, like as we said, Justice, they kind of now hinging on Justice League. If Justice League, I can see if Justice League hits middle of the road in box office, whether or not critics and audiences fucking like it or not because Warner Brothers is a big fucking company like they can't keep putting money into this thing that's not they can't put 200 million dollars being profitable back they can't put 200 million dollars on a budget and then just you know like oh well I guess they're not in the business of breaking even Mm -mm. you know they're in the business of making money so like you said if it doesn't do great Mm -hmm. uh, critically or I mean it could do shitty critically but if it makes enough money to be very profitable for them somehow they'll keep making it I mean like once again look at you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and um, Transformers not good movies by any sense of the word yeah critically not praised or anything yeah but they made bank and so that's what's most important and you know that's what's most important for the studio company for the artists people who make it you know David Ayer and everybody else you know um, you know David Ayer so David Ayer and Ben Affleck are the only filmmakers actual real filmmakers involved with DC it's just that you know to them they have a vision of what they want to do Um, and when and unfortunately for them, they have to work within this big studio system. Right. Like, unless you're a big name like Ben Affleck or so, maybe they won't touch your movie. But if you're David Ayer and you made Training Day and you got an Oscar for it or whatever the fuck, and then you made Fury and didn't get an Oscar for it, you have some, you have a lot of credibility and you have a lot of pull. It's just that those studios can still get their grubby little mitts all over you because, yeah. you know, they, they're like, can David Ayer make us $300 million? in a couple weeks. Right. And the honest answer to that, David Ayer cannot make you, you know, $300 million in a couple weeks. That's why you need to give him a smaller budget because he can mm-hmm. bring in money, but he, it, it it's not going to be as much as you want with the budget you're giving him. Yeah. Give him a smaller budget. You decide not to do the reshoots and spend even more money on this thing. You might be okay. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, you know, it's, it's, it sucks that it's got to be this way but for a director you're only going to be given so much money depending on how much you can bring in exactly you know and by giving him more money you're kind of just fucking him over more than anything else because he won't be able to really produce at this insanely high level no offense to him at all yeah 
but you he's know, being he's being put in a corner that he can't possibly get out of. Right. Which is uh, the the downside to it. So uh, you know. I, I want to say I'm pulling for DC, but I can't like pull for a dead horse. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, like, it seems it seems like it's a dead horse, unfortunately. And like you know, if if these movies were good and they did well, then that just means you know, hey, more fun times during the summer for these big action blockbusters. Right. You know, for everybody, and that's only a good thing if you have good movies coming out. And like it's and like we said earlier, you know what if. Even if the reviews are shit, if you want to go watch a Suicide Squad movie, if you want to see Harley Quinn in a movie and the Joker and, you know, all these characters, then fucking go watch it. Why, like, you know, don't sit here and... Don't go, like, about people not agreeing with you. Right, like, show that's your support childish. because that's going to be the... The way you show your support in the movie business is by going and watching movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that... I can assure you that most studio execs don't give a shit really about what's going on in the press mm-hmm. all that much. I mean, they're going to care if the critics are bashing their movie. Yeah. Um, but more than anything else, they will not care about that and continue to make these movies if they make the money that they want. Yeah. So, you know, essentially vote with your wallet. Yeah. You know? Oh, you, um, so also to kind of backpedal on, onto a topic we talked about earlier, I completely forgot about this part. Uh, so the whole thing with the Rotten Tomatoes too, is that people were accusing, uh, Disney of paying critics to bash DC movies. Did you hear about that? No. Dude. So, they, so what? What people are getting at is that they're saying this is there's a conspiracy that Disney is paying critics to bash all non-Marvel movies coming out, and that's ridiculous. I mean, like Warner Brothers is a minor owner is is a minor owner of Rotten Tomatoes altogether. They're about thirty percent owner, which yeah. is still pretty hefty for Warner Brothers. Chunk, so right. it's it's a decent chunk of of uh, of that website that people are apparently so much in a tizzy over that I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers could probably go like, okay, we can rig something to where like it's not horrible, but right. Like, I don't know, man. Like, once, like, just kind of, like, falls back in line with people. Like, look, everybody, take off your tinfoil hat. <laughs> I promise you that Disney isn't spending money to make their movies that are already making money look good. Because, really, it, it doesn't make any sense when you think about it. Because the only way that these superhero movies are going to do better is if there is also other superhero movies that help build that market. Yeah. Right now, Disney and Marvel are that market. So if there was other superhero movies around to make that market bigger, they would welcome that with open arms because that means more people are going to go watch superhero movies. Mm-hmm. So it would be completely stupid and self-sabotage to... To self-sabotage your, your own market that you help like create like actually you know what like fucking disney just barely came into you know owning right marvel like how many years ago and even then they yeah. they didn't really kickstart anything that marvel hadn't already done before they just kept the, the ball moving pretty yeah. much they were just like hey you know all those movies that i've been making you know like hundreds of millions of dollars off of your you know 60 70 million dollar budget here's like a couple hundred more million dollars for you to make a better movie right that's like all they did that's all they did and i don't know dude like it just seems it seems so bizarre that people are this butthurt over people not liking a movie that they 
are accusing another company of, of sabotaging. Like, you guys are ruining my movie that I didn't, that I'm going to go pay to go see. And like I said, so just because the critics are bashing it doesn't mean you won't like it. I mean, just, like, if I don't like something, I don't like a lot of these, like, taking a look at a lot of these DC movies coming out, I don't like the looks of them. On a pure, on, on a level of production and people involved, and that's it. I, ha- I feel like I have a more legitimate reason to not like something because I'm digging deep into the reasons why I don't like something. Right. Like I, at least I have. I'm fine. Like I like I'm seeing something. And like I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. And I I feel like I have a more substantial reason not to like something. Whereas people feel like they need like. I don't know. It's just like like people are not just like fabricating reasons to hate these movies. Right. Like, like it, it's hard to do that. Yeah. Like if you're going, I don't like this movie because it's stupid. So stupid. Yeah, I and mean, that's. I bet you if you look at most of these reviews, that's not what they say, right? There's got to be reasons that they put in there like, oh, well, we didn't like the way the story came together. We didn't like this character. We didn't like this or that or the other. They're not just sitting here and being like, we don't like Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is dumb. Like, there, mm-hmm. there is reasons why these people don't like these movies. But go form your own opinion, you know? Like future Johnny. Yeah. He made his opinion. He made his opinion. And I don't know whether it's in line with Joey's opinion. And frankly, Joey doesn't know either. So I don't know either. Well, Johnny got know, that fat payday from Disney, though. Yeah, making that fat Disney money. That's why I got to live in this apartment and hear dogs howl all day. <laughs> Ridiculous. Take off your tinfoil hats, you guys. Vote with your wallets. Show your support for these movies. That's the only way you can get back at Big Disney and uh, <laughs> and show them what's what. Um, I think that's how it does it. Yeah, I think it was, let's, let's get out of here, man. Um, as always, you can uh, find us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher. Go like us on Facebook. Check out the website. Check out the website, definitely. Um, I will, uh, in case you aren't listening to this, I'll probably transcribe my review to written form at some point this week and put that up. Um, it'll be okay, you guys. Don't worry. If you don't want to watch Suicide Squad, don't watch it. If you do want to watch it, go watch it. You won't it wait for the Blu-ray? Oh, just like, wait till it comes out of Redbox. Whatever. Yeah, like, it's fine. Whatever you want to do is totally okay. Nobody's trying to fuck with anybody else. Hey, hey. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Not really, but yeah. All right, guys. So um, we'll be back in a week. Uh, same time, same place. Yeah, around about the same time. We'll yeah, see. Wait, who, who fucking knows? <laughs> um, we'll see you guys next week.